Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com or Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, it's Monday, which means it's a day ending in the word day. And it also means we've got more Kevin Spacey accusers. <sighs> okay, I don't know if you've heard about this one, Brad, but this one is shocking. I mean, they all are very shocking, but this is the most recent one. Comes from the son of Richard Dreyfus. I did um, not hear the story. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, get ready. Buckle in. Okay, so uh, Harry Dreyfus is the son of Academy Award winner Richard Dreyfus. Yep. When he was young, uh, he was... 18 years old. He's an he's he's an adult, you know, but and he was an adult at the time, but he was 18 years old and he and his father Richard Dreyfus were doing a reading with Kevin Spacey uh of of a um a play mm-hmm. that they were going to do at London's Old Vic Theater in 2008. Um Kevin Spacey by the way was the artistic director there at the time. They're sitting in a in a living room of a London apartment and they are reading through this play that they're planning to do it at the theater. And Richard Dreyfus leaves the room for just a moment or or turns his attention elsewhere for just a moment when Kevin Spacey reaches over. Can you guess? And grabs his junk. Pretty much. Exactly. Oh Puts his hand on his thigh and then moves it up toward his genitals. Um, Harry Dreyfus says, my father didn't see and I didn't tell him about the incident for many years. Instead, I spent the next nine years telling people the story at parties just for laughs. Um, You know, which you can kind of understand, I guess, that that was sort of his coping mechanism um, to know that he didn't tell his dad right away, but that this was something strange that had happened. And he said, if I could laugh at it, then I wasn't a victim. But it wasn't until... And this is when it gets interesting. He was in college and he would share stories with other people in the theater program who, he, who were his um, classmates and colleagues. He would share the story about Kevin Spacey with them and they would say, oh, wait a second. Um, I knew somebody else who was also groped by Kevin Spacey. And he says now um, he's realizing that this is an important story to tell. He says the victims in many of the stories were young men. uh, And these admissions became so common that I started to plan on a break in the story just so people could nod and say, oh, yeah, I've heard this before. Meaning, as he told the story to other people, he left a space for other people to agree or know that they had also had that experience. Anyway, so now he's coming forward. Richard Dreyfus, of course, is in full support of his son and is so proud of him for sharing his story. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, here's another example of a person in a position of power who uses that power and privilege uh, in order to victimize other people. And not once, not twice, not a random, you know, like I was drunk. I was much younger. Oh, I was closeted and therefore capable of doing sinister things, which totally not even 
plausible. But Mm -hmm. so like, you you know, there were all these initial arguments, but here you have another example like Harvey Weinstein of somebody who over a period of time has single handedly or no pun intended, multiple handedly um, engaged in uh, this behavior and not alone. And what I mean by that is if other people were sharing these stories, that means, and he was not being held accountable, that means that somewhere, somehow, there is more culpability around Kevin Spacey than just Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. like there was around Harvey Weinstein. It wasn't just Harvey Weinstein that allowed Harvey Weinstein to be a predator. Right. 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 And now we've seen sort of the consequence now, only after it's become public, we've seen the consequence in that Netflix has fired Kevin Spacey. Um, But they knew this was going on. And we know that they knew that this was that the production company knew that this was going on. Right. Yeah. So we know. Did you want to tell the story about the bartender? Oh, there was just. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very similar. There was another bartender uh, who who um, was the bartender at a place where uh, Kevin Spacey was a regular in London, and he says that multiple times he was groped by Kevin Spacey. Um, he told that he told Kevin Spacey that he was straight, and Kevin Spacey said, "I don't care. I could perform." Better than your girlfriend. So you see kind of the similar grooming strategies. um, And again, with the groping and yeah. So we do know that, um, you know, his production company was made aware of a particular incident. We talked about that last week, and that was something like five years ago. They allegedly, quote, dealt with it. And um, then Netflix has now admitted that they are no longer going to work with Kevin Spacey and that they were made aware of the incident that took place five years ago, but that it was, quote, dealt with. But again, if somebody's engaging in that kind of behavior, I hope that going forward there is some sort of acknowledgement that if somebody is is capable of doing that behavior and it's been proven or at mm-hmm. least there's a preponderance of evidence or whatever case, whatever, you know, structure, whatever format you want to do to make sure that, you know, false accusations aren't happening, fine. But if that person is, you know, reasonably mm, convinced that this happened, then... Um, Dealing with it should involve the person um, losing their job yeah, or, or being held responsible being held or suffering a consequence or, or suffering a consequence mm-hmm. that goes beyond allowing that person to make millions and millions of dollars and win several awards over a, a period of years. Like there's just there's something fundamental has to change because otherwise this stuff will just continue to happen right now. On the note of sort of like false accusations and like things have to be proven and all that stuff, you know, in this context of of Netflix severing ties, um, you know, we'll talk about in the next hour this whole notion of like a witch hunt. But in particular, when it comes to Netflix distancing themselves, I also wanted to find out what is... What are his co-stars saying? Right. Because we now know what Netflix is saying, right? Mm-hmm. We now know what the production company is saying, mm-hmm. right? What are his co-stars saying? And really, I could only find one story of a particular co-worker. And, you know, I did a rudimentary Google search. So if you know of others, feel free to share. But I could only find one sort of ancillary character on House of Cards commenting on this. But specifically, there's a lot of silence from Robin Wright because I can't yeah. find anything that she said about it. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to me because if you work so closely with somebody, I feel like she's got an opinion. Well, 
She has to. I wonder if, number one, I wonder if that was mandated by um, the production company. Please don't speak publicly about this, et cetera, whatever. But, you know, you think about we heard very after we after the, the Bill Cosby stuff broke, we heard a lot from his former co-stars. You'll remember we heard Felicia Rashad say you're destroying a legacy. Yeah. We heard um we heard uh Keisha Knight Pulliam kind of standing beside him. We heard and I cannot remember for the life of me the name or, name of the actor who played his son-in-law on uh on the Cosby show. He came forward and in a move that nobody was predicting and said, no, I believe that this guy is disgusting. He did something to somebody I know. You know, we heard them. They, we heard their stories. They came out and talked about it. So it is hard to imagine that they don't have opinions. It means to me that somebody's telling them not to share them yet. I mean, if you're, you know, uh, if we're going to assume the best. Yeah, I suppose. Because what is what are they going to do to Robin Wright that already hasn't been done to the show? Like they're going to punish her for speaking out on an issue that everybody agrees is wholeheartedly wrong. That would just make Netflix look horrible or the yeah, you're production probably right. But by the way, I hope that the show does continue through because he's now he's been fired. Um, and, but they still have that extra season that they were saying, Oh, well, you know, we're going to end it after next season. There's no reason they can't write him out of that. I hope that they do. And I hope that they give Robin Wright's character, you know, the reins and she owns it because she's amazing. And we got to go. But the most important reason why is because if stuff like this happens or if if you are going to give people the chance to like act and speak out and uh, by act, I mean, act on uh, allegations like this or speak out in defense of uh, the truth. You know, there is an incentive if people feel like they're going to lose their job, why would they speak out? Right. Like they may be covering up if they feel like, well, if I speak out and this person gets, you know, criticized, we could all lose our job. And I just feel like any barriers you can take away from people to speak the truth, the better. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking truth, we will be speaking truth right here on My Talk 1071 on Wednesday. We're doing a My Talk roundtable talking about sexual harassment. And it won't just be the two of us sitting in here talking about it. We will have actual experts. We'll have Dr. Susan Strauss. She's from St. Mary's University uh, of, of Minnesota, and uh, she is an expert in that in that realm. We'll also have Jim Keenan from POR Emotional Wellness, and he's a therapist. And uh, both of them will be offering their perspective. And We'd love to hear your perspectives as well. Again, that's coming up on Wednesday from noon to two during our show time. And when we come back, oh boy, Brad, we should put the world on hold again. Uh, let's do it. Let's come up with some fun and frivolity. All right. When we come back. SetMyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And look what you made us do. That's what we're saying to the news today. Let's just put the world on hold. We gotta put the world on hold. This is ridiculous. Uh, Take a breather. What are we gonna do? Um, I don't know. Let me think. Oh, you know, I have something. I have something, Bradley. What? Earlier today, Dawn and I. Yeah. Played that music challenge oh, on Alexa. With Alexa, yeah, no, yeah. that's fun. Do you want to hear how it went? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. Ready? It has a surprise ending. Okay, listen for it. Play song quiz. How many people are playing? Say a number between one and five. Two. Please choose a playlist. You can say 60s, 70s, 80s, 80s 90s, 80s, 2000s, or 2010s. 80s. 80s. I will play seven short song clips from the 80s. 
After the music ends, try to guess the name of the song. You can also guess just the artist for half credit. Let's begin. For 10 points, player 1. Question 1. What song is this? Footloose. That answer is correct. The song title was Footloose by Kenny Loggins. Your score is 10. For 10 points, player 2. Question 1. What song is this? Girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper. That answer is correct. The song title was Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Your score is 10. For 20 points, player 1. Question 2. What song is this? Jump by the Pointer Sisters. That answer is correct. The song title was Jump by the Pointer Sisters. Your score is 30. For 20 points, player 2. Question 2. What song is this? On My Own, Natalie Cole? That answer is wrong. The song title was On My Own by Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. Oh! Your score is 10. You! 20 points. Lady! Player 1. Question 3. What song is this? Let's get physical. That answer is wrong. <gasps> the song title was Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Oh, wow. The score is 30. For 30 Rude. points, player 2. Question oh, 3. Oh, what song is this? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But I don't know it. The song title was Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band. Son of a biscuit! For 40 points, player one. Question four. What song is this? <laughs> Alone by Heart. <laughs> that answer is correct. Yeah! The song title was Alone by Heart. Woo! Your score is 70. For 40 points, player two. Question four. What song is this? The Rose. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bette Midler. That answer is correct. The song title was The Rose by Bette Midler. Your score is 50. 
For 50 points, player one. Oh, Question five. What song is this? I have no earthly clue. I don't even know who that was. Benatar? Is that, that funny? <laughs> that answer is wrong. The song title was Harden My Heart by Quarter Flash. Oh. Your score Flash. is 70. Quarter For 50 Flash? points, I don't even know what that player is. two. Another Question one? Question five. Oh. What song is this? No, no. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I, I know it, but I can't. I can't make it happen Try right now. Try guessing the song title. <laughs> I feel terrible. I hate this. You can also say help. Hey. You can say stop. Shut up. <laughs> How about that? If you've enjoyed the game, no. give us a five-star review in the Alexa oh, no, store to help the us game. continue to add more songs. I'm not helping Alexa. you. Oh, it's over. Good. Okay, well, I guess that I won. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> that was Wild Wild West. Oh, I know, I but I have to go through by. the whole verse in my head to make it come, and I couldn't. That's our dawn. Oh, my God. So we don't even know the point total. No, because I won because I was at like 70 or 80 or something. And she was at like not not much. But we made we broke Alexa like she melted down because she couldn't understand Dawn's Uh, whining. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, the good news is we're 0 for 1. So I won on a technicality, I think, really. So tomorrow, maybe a little two for two, I can go up against Alexis. That's a good idea. All right. And we'll okay. see uh, morning show or middays. Who's better at the, do we do the 80s or do you want to do another decade? I don't know. Right. You decide. I think that you get to decide. All right. Which one you think you well, can win, probably? Tomorrow, 70s yeah. it is. All right. Yeah. Alexis wasn't even alive then. All, All right. right. I'm excited. That'll happen tomorrow. Coming up here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got Lord and Lady Douchebag. Instrum. That's Bradley Trainer, and these are your D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, here's a name you haven't heard in a while, but unfortunately it's going to sound very familiar. Anthony Weiner. Oh. He's going to jail today. Yay! Yay? Yay? Well, the reason I brought that up is not only does it give us the opportunity to just remember that the uh, child creeping sex fiend uh, Anthony Ugh. Weiner yes. is uh, going to jail and he's going to be doing 21 months uh, starting today for sexting a minor. He'll be at the Federal Medical Center in Devons, Massachusetts, which uh, can I just ask you a question? Does that yeah. sound like a prison to you? Not at all. Federal Medical Center? Anyway, um, here's the best part. And by that, I mean not the best part. Okay. Okay. Um, he gets to have pizza today for lunch. Excuse me? What? What? So I would like to make not Anthony Weiner my D-bag for the day. I would like to make prison my D-bag. Why? <laughs> because I was just reading all of the stuff you get to eat when you're in prison. And I kind of feel like you shouldn't be able to have pizza when you're in prison. And you may think that that sounds silly and, you know, prisoners are people too. But do you want to hear some of the other things they get to eat? Do I? Well, yeah, I guess see, I do. Yeah, tell yeah. me where you want to eat for lunch today. No, okay. Do you go. want to go to prison? Because if you do for breakfast this morning, you could have had oatmeal, coffee cake, or wheat toast with jelly. Sounds that pretty sounds snazzy. Good, for lunch, you get cheese pizza, spaghetti, and a salad. Okay. For dinner tonight uh, at the Devon Medical Center, Federal Medical Center, you can have chicken fried rice, 
black beans and carrots. Not bad. Uh, pardon me, black beans and carrots? I mean, it's a side. You know, oh, you got to okay. have your fiber. Okay, sure. And it's sure. a protein source. It's cheap. But now, later in the week, he's also going to be treated to a chicken patty sandwich on Tuesday for lunch. Burger and fries, oh. or maybe even a baked potato on Wednesday. And two hot dogs on Friday for dinner. Two? I mean, yeah, two not hot one, but dogs two. for Anthony Weiner. He gets two. Really? Also on Saturday, guess what they get um, for? They're going to get breakfast for dinner on Saturday oh, night, and here's the what they get: dinner ever. Home fried potatoes and oh. creamed beef biscuits to celebrate Veterans Day. I mean, I kind of feel like. If you're Anthony Weiner, you should be eating like, mm, I don't know. Like soggy Brussels sprouts? Or, you know, like paste. Canned ham. Or like an Ensure shake. I mean, I just feel like when you're at, when you're in jail, you shouldn't get biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Because I, I can't even. I know. I'm a horrible person. It's fine. But I just, just the you're thought of alone. like, oh, I'm going to have pizza and I'm in jail. Oh my gosh. Just hope it's not uh, like delivery. <sighs> well, I do think it's good a good thing. I hope that it's he's... not to shore no either. That would not be a good commercial. <laughs> in prisons all over. Don't worry. Do the crime. Do You'll some DiGiorno. DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've got a D-bag who's a frequent flyer, Bradley trainer. Her name is Chloe Kardashian. Oh, hi, Chloe. What what dumb thing is she saying well, today? One wonders. It's not even what she's saying. It's what she did. Okay, so this actually was featured on Keeping Up with the Kardashians on last night. Um, she had to go get a new license picture taken at the DMV. Right. So we all do that. That's we can all relate to that. Right. You go in, you sit there with everybody, you wait till your number is called, oh, you walk up it. to the front and they put you in that like in front of that screen yeah. and you have to stand there and look moderately miserable. And uh, and then they take a picture and then you get it back later and you go, oh, my gosh, that's the worst picture of me ever. Right. Because the lighting is terrible and you didn't do your makeup and whatever. OK, well, Chloe Kardashian, she doesn't have that problem. Why, you ask? Because Khloe Kardashian couldn't just suffer like the rest of us with an ugly driver's license picture. She had to bring her entire lighting squad. She brought a whole crew with her to bring the lighting for her driver's license photograph because she didn't want it to be ugly. So she has, while she's at the DMV standing in front of the screen, she has two people holding the ginormous ring light. She even has her makeup person doing her makeup so that she can have a cute driver's license picture. That is the debaggiest thing ever. Did you hear any of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She brought a lighting squad. And a makeup person. I saw this photo. Picture. I saw this photo yes. and I thought to myself, uh, shouldn't we all get the opportunity to do that? Thank you. Yes. I want my own lighting crew. I mean, actually, I want my own lighting crew at all times. So, like, when people come up and go, uh, let's do a selfie, right? I can be like, hold on a minute. Crew. I want. 
I want like soft focus all mm. the time. Yeah, I want a filter, man. Like I, I just, just want to live a in a filter. Filter I, my face. I will never forget this. There was, I think this was like a few years ago. I read this in a, um, it must have been like Marie Claire or yeah. like some magazine like that, like a lady magazine. Yeah. Where a woman had written a letter to the editor wondering where you can go to get that airbrushing done like the models have. Yeah. Literally, she thought you could have your cellulite airbrushed off in life. Mm. That was back before we had like Photoshop or school, right? Yeah, or brains apparently. <laughs> but I get it. That like, was I can't, before we had brains. I can't fault her because what what person doesn't want to always be in their best light and look their very best? Well, mm. what? Yeah, no, you're right. Right? Like you want, I want a lighting crew for when I get out of the shower and I catch myself in the mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to always see the most flattering side of myself. So I guess now that I'm saying that, I might be walking back my. You're a deep bang? Yeah. I might be walking back that Khloe Kardashian is a deep bang. I think I'm just jealous. Can I, can I also just share? We got a call from a listener and I just wanted to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. So she was saying, uh, she was commenting on the, the Anthony Weiner story. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, if you knew people that were in prison, you would maybe not be so flippant about the food that they eat, which apparently she was familiar with people eating food that's worse than dog food. Okay. I have never been to prison. I don't know anybody. I don't think I'm sure I know people, but whatever. I, I kind of just wanted to say like, um, I think Anthony Weiner's going to be okay. Yeah. And uh, we weren't talking about anybody but Anthony Weiner. So. And Anthony Weiner, by the way, he's is of, never talking about anybody but Anthony Weiner, too. And he's a, just kind of a big Weiner. Mm-hmm. Hence the name. So anyway, I just yeah. want to acknowledge that. We weren't okay. talking about everyone else in prison. No, just Anthony Weiner. Just Anthony Weiner. And a little bit jealous that he got pizza for lunch yeah, today. Yeah, we didn't. And I ate it leftovers. Really, I just want you to understand something. We take this very seriously. It's about the pizza. Yeah, it's... About the pizza. Hey, uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, you're going to want to tune in. If you are raising girls, you want to hear this because Bradley is going to tell us mm-hmm. the key to making your young girls successful. Oh, you're going to want to hear this. I know. Moms. So stay right where you it's are. It's all about moms. It's all about moms. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on 71.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley trainer. And this is the time of the show where we like to educate you because we're not really the smartest people, but we like to pretend we are. For example, Bradley, that's yours. Oh, I'm, no, I, I know it's mine. I just realized that I linked to the wrong thing. So now, of course, I'm going to do this wrong, but uh, we'll be fine in just moments. Do Give it to me again. Okay. Pretend we just came All right. back. <clears throat> uh, now is the time in the show where we like to smarten you up. We put on our smarty pants with a little science. For example, if you want a successful daughter, nag the crap out of her. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I do that. Why? It's like I've never done oh this gosh. before. Okay, because. because. <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you waiting? Just do it. Oh, wait. I'm doing it. If you want successful daughters, it is incumbent upon uh, you to nag them. Okay. Nag more 
fail less. So this goes to a study from the researchers at University of Essex. They found that girls whose main parent, which is, by the way, usually the mother, sorry dads, consistently displayed high parental expectations were far less likely to fall into the traps that made girls less likely to succeed. Hmm. Again, I will repeat. So if you have a girl Mm -hmm. and you are the main parent, that Mm -hmm. is in most cases the mother, but regardless, if you are the main parent, if you consistently display high parental expectations, you are far less likely to have a girl who falls into the traps that make them less likely to succeed in life. Specifically, these girls ended up less likely to become pregnant as teenagers, Mm -hmm. more likely to attend college, less likely to get stuck in dead-end, low-wage jobs, and less likely to have prolonged periods of unemployment. This is all wonderful news, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, I am now curious, and I know that this is not the science that you brought, Bradley. I I need to know how that how to apply that same thing to boy children. Oh, well. Meaning, I want to understand better how to make them successful because, um, and and it's my particular situation alone that I'm referring to. My daughter needs less nagging because she's a self starter, and so I like hear that and I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm not worried about her. I need to know, so did you do just, I nag the other ones? Did you just say to me, I have that? I did say that. Okay. I said I have that. Thank you, Julia. Um, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what to yeah, tell you, so yeah. maybe write them a letter and yeah. say, could you do a follow-up study yeah. on boys? Because yeah. this specifically dealt with a lot of traps that young girls fall into. And, you know, I think it's probably rewarding for, not rewarding, it's probably um, helpful for mm-hmm. some moms to hear like, just be like, because I'm sure it's overwhelming at mm-hmm. times if you're constantly, and, and again, we're using nag pejoratively, mm-hmm. but if you're harping uh, over and over again on success, you know, uh, it, it can probably feel kind of like you're just always being the bad guy. Yeah. But according to science, continuing to hold your children to high expectations does not mean they're going to be, you know, self um doubting or that they're going to have uh you know self or uh, insecurity issues mm-hmm. self what is what's the word i'm looking for self low self esteem low self esteem uh-huh. that if you hold them to high expectations they are actually going to perform better in the case in this particular case again it, the same could be true for sure. boys i don't Absolutely. know but this particular study worked solely for uh young women Again, good news. I mean, if you're a mother, you're probably already nagging anyway, because you'd be surprised. I'm telling you what, the things I say over and over and over and over and over this morning, whose socks are these? Whose socks are these? Pick up your socks. Pick up your socks. Why are your shoes in the middle of the floor? Did you just walk right out of your clothes and leave them right there? Hey, whose plate is this? Can you put it in the dishwasher? Where does this plate belong? I'm sorry. I just... (sighs) Yeah, I don't know if that's holding... Well, I guess that's holding your children to basic expectations, much less high expectations. Right, that's what I'm saying. You need to go to college. You need to become a doctor. You need to do everything that I expect of you. It is honest (laughs) to God... Parenting is simultaneously paying attention to the minutia of every single moment of every single day and fearing slash planning for their future. It is your brain is everywhere all at the same time. 
Gosh. I'm so glad I'm, I'm not a parent. I'm Bye. You know what? I'm oh. in some ways I'm glad you're not a parent too, Bradley. Yeah. I'm sure the world is. <laughs> Trust me. Um sometimes I wonder if I really am a, doing a decent job at it. But that's not what we're here for. What we're here for is science, Bradley. Like this. Bradley, you better watch out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For eye syphilis. Ew. Mm-hmm. Eye syphilis? Why? Yeah. Because. It's a thing, and it's a big darn deal. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, says that we are in the middle of an eye syphilis outbreak because there are more than 200 people across 20 states that have been diagnosed with a sexually transmitted disease in their eyes. How does that even happen? I don't know. This is, it's called ocular syphilis. It can cause blindness and blurry vision. Um, It develops out of a syphilis infection in the spinal cord, which then spreads to the eye. So I would, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but if if the syphilis gets into your spinal cord, I would imagine that that's just untreated syphilis that has migrated. Um, Yeah, now it's, over 200 people across the country since 2014 have this ocular syphilis. I didn't know that we had to worry about sexually transmitted diseases in other places on our body other than the sexual areas. Well, I knew that uh, syphilis affected different parts of your body, but I guess I don't understand. Is it that the eye is a um, tr- way to transmit it or is it that a, it's a very specific kind of syphilis that only affects your eyeball? It sounds like it just lands in the eyes. Like it, that is it comes from, from um, what? from your spine. Yeah. So like again it migrates and it can end up in your eyes and when it's in your eyes so then like if you're it, like rubbing your eyeball on somebody? No. No, no, no. Okay. You would have to have syphilis in the areas and then it spreads from your areas to your spinal cord, and then spreads to your eyes. So it's not like somebody else gives it to you in the eyeballs. It's like it goes into your areas, and then it migrates to your eyeballs. Yeah, Um, but it is started by a sexually transmitted disease, and it can um, cause blindness, immediate blindness. So all I'm saying is test yourselves, test your partners, everybody, and let's keep it safe. And let's try to keep our eyes clear of syphilis. Yeah, or anything.
Well, yeah. Keep syphilis uh, out of out of everything. Everything. Yeah, that's actually There's the not really a good place for syphilis. That's true. It's just not welcome. Uh, hey, I just wanted to quickly remind everybody, you know, as we're sitting here talking about eye syphilis, there are more important things to talk about in the world. And we are going to be tackling some of those bigger, broader issues on Wednesday. We're going to be having a My Talk roundtable. You've become kind of accustomed to hearing us um, take a deeper dive into some of the big stories that are happening in the world. And this time we're talking about sexual harassment. We'll be doing that between noon and two on uh, on my talk 1071 a my talk roundtable talking about sexual harassment we're going to have guests for this one um, that will help us put a different perspective on sexual harassment in the workplace or in general um, specifically we're going to have a therapist we'll have Jim Keenan from uh, POR emotional wellness with us and he'll offer that perspective But we're also going to have another expert, Dr. Susan Strauss. She's from St. Mary's University of Minnesota, and she'll be um, she'll be able to give us kind of another perspective on sexual harassment and how pervasive it is and how people deal with it and what can happen if it doesn't get dealt with, et cetera. Well, and you'll definitely have an opportunity to participate in that conversation, mm-hmm. too. That's one of the things that we love about the the roundtable. It's not we're just going to sit here and tell you things, but actually it's an opportunity for you to not only listen, but to also share. And yeah. so, you know, because it gives us it's a longer format, it gives us a chance to really go a little deeper on some of the issues that, you know, we, we deal with in little bits and pieces, um, you know, throughout each and every show. And a lot of times we focus around a particular celebrity, but um, um, in this case, we know that you can actually uh, help people understand how this kind of stuff affects everyday people, yeah. right? Uh, sitting next to you in your cubicle uh, that you may not even, or in your family group that you may not even be aware of and how you can be supportive and how they can get the help that they need. So it's a way to sort of DIY um, some of the biggest issues of the day that are affecting, you know, what seems like people, people far, far off. off yeah. in the, distance. the other thing um, that I'm I, I'm looking forward to about this conversation is maybe it can help shed a little light on why people don't share it when it happens to them. Because I think that the first question people had when the Harvey Weinstein accusers started coming forward, or goodness, I mean, the Bill Cosby accusers, when they started coming forward um, in mass, People asked the question, well, why didn't they say something earlier or why did they not report it? Well, I think there's a number of different reasons why that happens. And I'm hopeful that these two experts can help shed some light on that so that we can kind of tiptoe back from even getting into the territory of victim blaming when it comes to not blowing the whistle on these stories. Well, in, in many cases, uh, an, another positive about the roundtable series is that it's a safe space where you can have those awkward conversations sure. and we can talk about the reasons that people come forward and, you know, people can address the uh, the um, particular reasons why, you know, somebody may f- feel like they can't. And, and, and that way it maybe helps remove some of the stigma around issues like sexual harassment or in the past we have talked about suicide or drug addiction. It, it's, it's a way to sort of like clear the air. Right. And, and um, it's beneficial not only for you. So I would suggest if you've got friends and family, let them know that we're doing this roundtable on Wednesday. Yeah. And again, that is on Wednesday from noon to two on my talk one Oh seven one. And you can find out more about it by going to my talk one Oh seven one.com and the keyword is round table and that'll tell you everything you need to know about what's coming up on Wednesday on my talk 1071 now what's coming up on the other side of this speaking of that sexual harassment we've got more 